Hello, and welcome to another APQC Financial Management Podcast. My name is Michael Sims, Research Analyst in the area of uh, financial management, and today I'm talking to Mary Driscoll, Principal Research Lead in the area of financial management and author of a new article on APQC.org, Cyber Criminals Attack Corporate Payments. Mary, I'd like to talk to you today about this article. I'd like to ask what this article is about and why it's important to APQC members. Take it away. Well, um, there's some very, very important unfolding events. So, you know, on the one hand, you know, controllers and accounts payable leaders have forever sought to apply policy, procedural, and audit-related remedies in an effort to both prevent and detect, detect fraud in the realm of paper checks, business-to-business payments, uh, or, you know, on guard for internal embezzlement schemes. But there's a new twist. A new report just out on Cayman corporate payment fraud carries some stunning facts. The Association of Financial Professionals has released a recent uh, survey, and this is what really struck me and uh, prompted me to dig into it and write for APQC members about this. Get this, 74% of finance professionals reported that their organizations experienced quote, attempted or actual payments fraud last year. Now, this is the largest share on record. It suggests that fraudsters are, you know, continuing to attack organizations' payment systems. Uh, And what I mean by payment systems, the payment systems whereby you pay your suppliers, as well as the payment system whereby your customers pay you. Sure, there are banking networks involved in all of that, and, and an awful lot of the, the interfaces that do involve big banks uh, are, are more secure than, than some of the vulnerabilities that you'd find uh, that companies are now exposed to. Let me explain. The cyber crime dimension is, is hitting finance hard. And again, it, it's not coming through the banking networks necessarily. Um, 74% were exposed to payment fraud via cyber scams. Now, and this, the big worry here involves senior executive impersonation, sometimes called business mail, email compromise, or BEC scams. Now, here's how it works. The tricksters typically get into a corporate internet system, impersonate a senior executive, such as a CEO, CFO, and then send a note to accounts payable or the cash management group requesting that an urgent wire transfer be directed to a specific bank account, often overseas. So what the AFP did say about this is looking at the long-term trend in wire fraud, it is evident the share of organizations subject to payment fraud via wire transfers has increased dramatically. Um, In another BEC twist, a note from a senior executive requests a file containing all employee W-2 forms. Now, that paperwork is, of course, loaded with personal financial and tax data. So what the fraudsters do is file fraudulent tax returns that produce tax refunds. And they were very, very active uh, in this area earlier this year, around February, gearing up for this year's individual tax filing deadline. So active, in fact, that the FBI put out a a very brazen alert to 
for corporations and, and other uh, organizational leaders to be on guard for this. So, you know, there are cases where, you know, you get those W-2 forms of individuals and it just goes on and on and on. If anyone is interested, check out what's called, um, you know, you can Google on what's called the Internet Crime Complaint Center. Uh, it's a partnership between the FBI and the National White Collar Crime Center. Now, I spoke with an expert in this area for my report. His name is Ernie Humphrey, and he's the CEO of a consulting firm called 360 Thought Leadership, 360 Thought Leadership. And he believes, and he's been in this area his whole life as a corporate uh, treasurer as well as a consulting person, but he believes that corporate treasurers and leaders are quite concerned today. They really are, whether they keep it to themselves or not, but quite concerned with BEC scams. And those who are truly wide awake to the threat are investing in cyber crime prevention training for all staffers involved in creating payments and approving payments. You know, but still, as Ernie points out, all the training in the world will only go so far if an organization's AP processes are not supported by a comprehensive program that delivers awareness, prevention, detection, planned response, measurement, and accountability. So Ernie will be speaking on a, an APQC financial management webinar in a couple of months and bringing to us his latest research on this area. Uh, we will continue to cover this. Um, because I think it's it's very much an issue that uh, accounts payable leaders, whether you're an accounts receivable, in general accounting process leaders, whether you're at the shared services level or not, really have to pay attention to. Um, some of the amounts of theft and fraud are staggering. A lot of companies keep it quiet. You're not seeing this in the headlines every single day uh, for obvious reasons. People all remember what happened at Target. That was a classic scam where it wasn't so much a um, executive impersonation scam, what happened there had to do with a vulnerability from a, a, a supply firm, actually, uh, HVAC firm, was, had access to the target system, and that was a window that had been left open. And uh, some fraudsters came through that system, got into the cash register systems, and, uh, well, it cost Target not only a severe hit to its reputation, but tens of millions of dollars in class action lawsuits, uh, payments fees, uh, lawyers fees, all kinds of things. So that was a real mess. So I want to end by saying cybersecurity risk is going to catch some controllers and AP directors off guard. It's going to happen. And you know, with in the meantime, everybody's under severe pressure to hold the line on process costs. So, you know, there will be a temptation to uh, assume that the cost of sophisticated prevention and detection is prohibitive, but let's not forget what happened to Target. How do you weigh the, the cost versus benefit, the potential cost, the potential risk versus the investment in the benefit of some measure of, of protection? And a lot of that has to do with training. It starts with training. You know, at the end of the day, the point to remember is that this is not an IT problem. Accounts payable leaders need to get proactive and start with a review of the training regimes required to get their staff aware of and responsive to attack. Sure, it's up to the CFO in tandem with the CIO 
and the COO to take the bull by the horns and generate a comprehensive crime prevention strategy and governance model. But that doesn't mean IP has to sit and wait for the sky to fall. Thank you very much to our audience for tuning in. Uh, for, for more information on cybercrime and, and the rest of the, uh, the hottest topics in the area of financial management, please visit apqc.org. Thanks.